When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, you gave me a list. <laughs> Let's start with an introduction. I think we're both loosened up, right? <laughs> okay. So, in this episode, I have invited over a special guest to help me go over a couple of painter of the night topics that's been circulating over the web, right? That's correct, right? It's been circulating for a good couple of, huh? ever since season two ended. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to remind our viewers that if you like seeing more Yaoi content and would like to support this channel, please don't forget to smash that like button. Also, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to this channel and hit that notification bell. Feel free to message me in my social media at SealedFujoshi, which I'll be using to interact with viewers about more Yaoi content. If that's something that interests you, feel free to follow me at Sealed Fujoshi. Finally, this video will contain a lot of explicit content. With that in mind, please proceed with caution. And don't forget, there's a lot of spoilers in this episode. You have been warned. Now, without further ado, let's jump into Painter of the Night Season 3 Theories. Wow, can you believe that season two ended last April? It's been a month. Or um, this one like a month and a half. Days yeah. Wow. the new season. Yeah, wow. Can you believe 72 it? 72 days. That's mad. Because wow. when it first ended, it was over 100. And I was like, my God, it's more than four months. I'll never survive this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what I was thinking too. You know, like when I found out that Bianduk is going for like a four month hiatus, it broke my heart. I know. <laughs> I was like, didn't she just come back from a two month, yes. two month break? And then now she's saying that she's going to go on a four month hiatus. I'm like, what? Girl, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> two two months was already a lot for me. Like I was struggling with two months. I I right now we're at six weeks, and I'm still struggling. I think I have PTSD, and like oh, you can see I'm it, ashamed. you you can hear it on my recent podcast that I'm just struggling without painter of the night. <laughs> Oh, I'm exact same. It's like, especially when it's your favorite, and that's the one thing you look forward to every single week. Like it was the one thing that got me through the week. Looking forward to Fridays, and then just four months of nothing. It's like it's so hard. It is. But... Wow, like I can't believe what <laughs> we're almost at two months, and we still have two months to go. <laughs> mm. Wow. Hard. what are we gonna do girl <laughs> i think you told me that you have been filling up your time with other series other, yeah <laughs> and really i have been filling up my time with other series but it doesn't feel the same mm. it really doesn't feel the same like i not the same <laughs> anyway we are gonna go over a couple of season three theories, right? So Heaven's Night is here. You want to introduce yourself, Heaven's Night? She is a frequent Instagram contributor, especially for the Painter of the Night. Hi, everyone. I'm not sure what I'm going to say here, but um, I'm just like a massive fan. So I'm not anybody special or um i just i just follow the series really closely and um you know always keep an eye on what beyond ducks posting online on her twitter and i um came across 
uh, Cece's channel. Um, I'm not sure how long ago it was now, but I think it's been six months now. Yeah, Can you believe least... it. It's been six months. Yeah, at least. <laughs> so, um, and I just love listening to um your theories and your kind of just conversations that you have regarding um the the chapters and theories and all that type of thing. Um, so. I obviously got involved then online, um, Instagram, <laughs> and me and you have a great we chat and stuff about how we're feeling about things that progress in the characters, the story, all these different elements, and it's such a great story. It's just there's just so much to kind of break down, and it's like um, an analyze. instant love connection, right? Like oh. Absolutely. Every Friday night, I mean, every Friday morning for me, because I am from the United States and Heaven's Night is in Ireland. Well, UK, but he's Irish. Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland. <laughs> and so every 7 a.m., that's when Painter of the Night would drop for me. <laughs> yeah. And for her, it's like, like, she's still during at my working work day. during yeah. her working day. And... When Painter of the Night would drop, I would be texting her, like, have you seen the new chapter? And she's <laughs> like, girl, stop. I don't want spoilers. Wait until I get home in two hours, and then I will read it. <laughs> it was like an instant love connection between you and me. <laughs> yeah, we're just so similar, and we both have the same interests and stuff. It's just, it's so good, because, like, in real life, I, I have nobody that I can talk to about this stuff because my friends just aren't really into it. Yeah, we... I mean, they know I have this interest, but yeah. I can't talk to them about it because they've just, they just, they just think you're like, weird. they think I'm a pervert or something. <laughs> and I'm like, like, they, I guess they see it as like, um, some type of like, like, uh, pornography in a way, yeah. I guess. I know. Which, I keep trying to explain it's the story and they just laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I you know, I had this conversation with one of my friends the other day. I have a group of friends who loves Korean boy bands. And I've been trying to get them into the podcast format because I really have a hard time doing the YouTube format of um my channel because there's really not a lot of um viewers for me in youtube but there's a lot of it in my podcast side so i've been trying to get my friends to go to podcast and then i've never told my friends that i do a yaoi podcast or a boys love podcast so they're mm. like what kind of podcast do you have and i'm like <laughs> well i have a boys love um podcast and they're like what what's your podcast <laughs> channel i'm like i don't want to tell you because <laughs> you're gonna think like i'm weird and it's like yeah. i want to hear i'm like ow oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't oh, want to yeah. tell you what my podcast is <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that um i the only person i really other than yourself <laughs> And a few other people online. Um, the only person in real life that I talk to about any of these interests is my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for him because he's so tolerant. It just lets me like ramble on about all this stuff. And I, I just know he's no interest whatsoever. But it's just really nice of him to let me kind of. Because I get so excited after I read a chapter. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. They're like the kidnapper and all this here stuff and yeah, you oh, those someone was going to think that like the name ran away and he didn't run away and all this stuff and shay's just sitting there like okay <laughs> but it, it, it now that's true nice. love right there <laughs> that's <be>. true love <laughs> his tolerance for this whole thing you know like he's like a straight man who yes. just loves this girl who's into yaoi. Now that's true love right there. <laughs> if that isn't love, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but do you know what? After those, you know, those uh, last few chapters in Painter of the Night, was it like chapter 70, um, 70 to 73? Yeah. He, you know, because those scenes were like super hot. Um, she had a good time after I read those. <laughs> so... <laughs> Heaven's Night and I had this discussion before that one of the reasons that I also think that 
men who do tolerate yaoi in their relationship is because they know that their girlfriend is so turned on after reading a hot yaoi chapter mm. and that's the whole reason they tolerate the whole thing i think that's <laughs> that's his logic as well <laughs> that's the only reason they tolerate the whole craziness of yaoi <laughs> absolutely <laughs> anyway so let's go on to the topics that heaven's night has brought into my attention i haven't watched any of this because i am in full depression mode ever since season three season two finale of painter of the night heaven's night is very optimistic that she she's picking up the crumbs <laughs> that yeah. beyond Duck has left for <laughs> all of us i am in full depression mode that i just don't want to deal with it so heaven's night Tell us about the Byunduk live streams that she's been posting. Okay, well, I'll start off by saying I missed every single one of her streams. <laughs> I'm kicking myself so hard, but um, hopefully CC can provide the the URL to the YouTube channel, Byunduk's. Yeah, um, but um, like she's so like she's done about I think three or four live streams over the last month or so um and it's just so interesting um where she would like reveal her the whole process she goes through drawing the art and um but she's also revealed quite a few like spoilers for upcoming season um which is really quite interesting uh but you know so the kind of bits and pieces the crumbs that i've gathered is just from posts that other people who did watch the the live streams have um have posted online um and beyond Duck's particularly strict with um her her streams where she doesn't even allow people to like screenshot or share mm-hmm. images or anything like that so it, there's this layer of of secrecy and mis- like um mystery in, involved <laughs> and i like yeah. really want to know what happens but um I mean, we can talk a wee bit about, I've kind of compiled a, a list of kind of like spoilers or just general information um, that's quite interesting about what we can expect in the next season, um, yeah. which we can discuss now. Um, but hopefully, if everybody wants to follow Beyond Duck on YouTube, just make sure that your notification bell thing is on. Yeah, I think like is- about that YouTube, uh, Beyond Duck's official YouTube channel. So just my uh experience on looking for Biondock's official youtube i know that this youtube channel existed a long time ago mm. and i have looked for this youtube channel before and the reason i couldn't find it was it's in hangul which is korean letters yeah <laughs> so in case you ha- you run into the same problem that i did i will post the exact link <laughs> in the the description of this video because i had this problem and i had to look around where this link where it exists <laughs> before i even found it and yeah exactly like what heaven's night said you have to put the notification on like for me since i live in the united states when she would do this live stream i would also miss every single one of them because i'm either working <laughs> or i'm doing something else but i would just yeah. miss it <laughs> completely missing <laughs> anyway um, yeah from the comments i've seen it sounds like they're it's really good <laughs> so it's always really good though. girl it's, it's always good though <laughs> <laughs> knowing beyond that it's always good like i don't know like the the amount of i, I i've been i've been wondering this past two months what makes painter of the night so freaking addictive I don't know, like, it's not only the art style, it's not only the storytelling. I don't know, like, it seems like there's something so human about it. Mm. And I don't know, it it just feels so... 
relatable. Don't, I don't know why I would feel so relatable, related into this topic. Because first, it's in ancient Korea. <laughs> Nowhere <laughs> close to what? Nowhere close to where I live. But I don't know. Mm. It, it feels so human to me. Yeah. It's what I feel. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, it's funny <laughs> because normally the yaoi that I would read... Um, it's kind of more obviously modern day stuff and like yeah you know high school college kind of setup so i had i didn't I, like i've read yaoi for a long while so i mean I'm, i was well aware of painter the night but and i knew it was popular but i don't know it just the fact it was like ancient korea i was like really um it didn't <laughs> kind of jump out at me that like it wasn't what I would normally read, the, the exactly. kind of setting that I would yeah. normally read. Um, so I was like, why is this so popular? Um, but I was putting it off. Like, I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, so it's not even like I'd heard like, bad things or anything. Yeah. Um, and obviously this, this topics and the story is quite problematic for some. But it, I mean, that I didn't even know any of that. But just at one point, it was, it was during the lockdown, actually. Um, so was at home, nothing really else to do, so I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I just binged it. I was like, Oh my god, yeah. this is so good. But like, how did you get into into the series? Was so it- so so for me it was um so the 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 I, I just finished wa- reading BJ Alex. <laughs> oh, I love that series. <laughs> so I just so I just finished reading BJ Alex. And I was asking a bunch of my friends, um, what should I read next? Mm. And they said, like, oh, my God, you should try um, um, Painter of the Night. One of the lists that they recommended was Painter of the Night. So Mm. when I saw it, it was in Lezen. And I think the first two chapters was free. So I I gave it a go. And I was like, oh, my God. Chapter one was already so good. And then I clicked on it and clicked on it. And I just, complete, same as you, I completely binged yep. it. And yeah. it was so freaking good. It, it's just, I don't know. There's just something so addicting to that story that yeah. you just want to know more. You know, like, you know, like some yaois, they just put you on a cliffhanger. And it's not a good kind of a cliffhanger. <laughs> like it's like a cliffhanger where you just want to kill the author for hanging you <laughs> at that point but the cliffhanger that Byunduk leaves you in is like a good place like it pisses you off sometimes but it's a good cliffhanger that you just want to click the next chapter because you do want to know what happens next mm. that's that's what it is that's what it is for me. <laughs> crazy painter of the night <laughs> Hmm. but anyway um so you said that do you have any idea what was the um the drawings that was shown on the live stream i know that it's um secret because beyond duck is very um strict about her artwork but and we know that not a lot of people is sharing the um screenshots that they have i don't know is a screenshot even is does it even exist is there a screenshot spoiler out there Um, or is it just verbal this is what i've gathered like verbal what people have kind of who've watched the streams have kind of reiterated what they saw yeah um, or what was discussed um I haven't, and I have been looking, and I've been searching all the tags. I've been on Tumblr, I've been on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, maybe there's a few floating out there that I maybe missed, but I I cannot find anything. But in a way, it's good because mm-hmm. at least the fans are respecting Beyond's yeah. wishes, and we know that Beyond that really gets angry. Yeah, and so people are respecting that. So you know that's it's good that way, I guess. But it's, yeah. it's frustrating. But bad for us. But, <laughs> but yeah. good for Biondoc. Bad for us. But you know, as long as Biondoc's happy. <laughs> but like people have described some of the things that she she drew. Um, and I mean, there was an image that she posted on Twitter quite recently after the the office, the modern day uh, alternate universe 
yeah. thing was revealed. Um, it's like um, it looks like a modern day, um, a modern day Song Ho. Yeah. Who um, well, in the image, it's like cropped, so you can't see too much. But apparently, that's just like a, a sample of. It's maybe not the full image that was drawn on the stream, mm -hmm. so they're still keeping it relatively tight to the chest. But yeah, but it. <laughs> It seems to be that that Songho is. I'm assuming that's Naim Naim's fingers in his mouth that he's <laughs> sucking his his fingers while masturbating. Yeah. So that is one of the images that. But it looks like a modern day Songho. So that's probably from the new series, um, which is really exciting because he looks he looks so good with the yeah. a snippet, but. He looks so good with like the hair on his face. <clears throat> Excuse mm -hmm. me, um, the fringe. So yeah, because his hair is always like really tightly back. That's something yeah. I really want to see in season three is with him with his hair down at least once. That oh, I would love that so much. So it's it's just interesting to see his hair styled a little differently. Um, and there was a recent in the recent live stream. Um, she drew um, a, an illustration of Songho and Naim both wearing each other's clothes, which apparently oh, wow. was really I cute. Love seeing that. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of saw a teaser of it from the finale of, I mean, not finale, but yes, the end of season the, two, yeah. where they were doing that role play. <laughs> cosplay. But can you imagine imagine Songho wearing his clothes? I know, clothes God. that so cute. <laughs> Oh, that's so Gosh, funny. I think all of us would have died. Seeing <laughs> that, like, just imagining it is like, wow, divinity right there. <laughs> mm. Okay, so what was the other stuff? Okay, so excuse me. <laughs> um, just munching here. So, like, a lot of these offices, I say, I've I've picked up from tumblr lots of different like different users on tumblr um and twitter and things who've posted these so um i'm just going to kind of list out kind of what what um i've managed to pull together here um so one of the big things that was discussed during the live stream is the fact that sungho is going to be very jealous in season three over inhan inhan so it sounds as though Inhan's going to be returning to the series, which I think we all we expected. had this discussion before. It seems like the season two, all the Inhan discussion at yeah. the end of season two seems like we know that that freak is gonna come back to our lives. We don't want him to be back, but it seems like he's gonna be back. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we we've seen we've seen Sungho be jealous before. Yeah. Um, I think like when Min kissed Naim right in front of him, mm -hmm. and he like lost the head with him. Um, and obviously he's always been jealous of Inhan, but apparently this is going to be a big plot device in in season three. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes because I feel like Inhan not. I feel like Naim's more moved. He's kind of. He's and kind he, of. He's already. He has already um, declared, right, at the end of season two that, you know, in the, at, it is at the finale of season two where he said that the past couple of times that he's been drunk, when he cries, he cries because of Sunto, not of Inhan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it sounds as though he's definitely moved on from him or his eyes are open to... Hopefully they're open to his schemes and stuff because Inhan's not a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's not. Let's be honest, he's, he's selfish. He's like, uh, I mean, Sungho's not great either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both have their problems, but like, I don't know. I just. I let's really just say like it like Inhan. this like, Inhan has no feelings for Niall, right? Yeah. At least even though Songha is crazy the way that he is, he does love Niall in his own way, in his own crazy yeah. way. But yeah. Inhan has no sense of love or loyalty for Niall. Like, no. if 
if um if um if the trickster is gonna show up out of nowhere and stab Nayam, I would bet you a hundred dollars that somehow will bodily protect Nayam and Inhan's just gonna run away. <laughs> oh yeah, death for sure. Because it's just so he only looks out for number one. He never had any care or regard for Nayam at all that I can Correct. see. Um, and it sounds as though in one of the the recent chapters towards the end um, when Nayam was talking, when they were having the, their re-date together and Nayam was talking about how Inhan hates him because of he would have been in the royal court or something along those lines if it weren't for him. So mm-hmm. that's not really elaborated on. Yeah, and we're still wondering what he means by that. Like, what did Nayam do that made him think like that? Was there Mm. an event that happened that we are still not aware of that maybe Inhan had to sacrifice something or made the impression that he sacrificed something? Or, I don't know. But we'll find out in season three, right? Now that Inhan is back, maybe that foreshadowing will be explained <laughs> I, I think so because yeah. there was just as you said there was too many times when they mentioned the name dropped him so he's definitely he's yeah. going to make a reappearance soon and yeah. and remember like we still don't know who is the guy in the in the brothel oh no that yeah house we still yes, don't know right. who that person is and um we 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 have a long list of who he could be but we still can't rule out that Inhan could be that person. <laughs> we don't know. We still don't yeah. know. We'll find out in season three when yeah. Bimba comes back with season three. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. But but yeah. Um, but no. But from the sounds of it, uh, Songho's going to have a really hard time in in season three. Obviously, he's going to be jealous, but. There's other stuff going on that's going to make things hard for him. Um, I heard mention of his father maybe putting in an appearance at some point. Oh. His brother is is supposed to be coming back. Um, so you know maybe there's more to tell through the nightmares. We hopefully we'll find out more about his past and what kind of went on there because that's so intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. What how he's become the man he is today. Yeah. And just understanding, because we all have our, we can kind of put two and two together and imagine that obviously he was abused in some way as a child. So it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of, of trauma that. he was put through yeah. while he was a yeah. young kid. Yeah, I get um, it. But, but yeah, Beyonduck did mention that apparently she had, she had intended for, um, the, the season season two to end later um i think around chapter 86 or 87 so what happened um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well that's it so she decided that she ended up on like 60 so six, sorry 70 70 something yeah. yeah so like 10 chapters earlier but um <laughs> I think the reason she said she decided to end it there was because it was on a more positive, happy, maybe no, like ah. a happier note, a more positive. So she, 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 note. she probably means that if she ended it where she originally wanted to end it, um, it's like an intro to a longer storyline. Yeah. So, probably. like everything that kind of happens after, because there's. There's like an arc that happens after that, from so from seventy seven to seventy eight. That yeah. is quote going to be terribly sad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she probably didn't want to end the season on a really depressing note. Yeah. So she thought. Well, she no, did say that she at, at the notes for season two, right? The finale of season two that she mm-hmm. originally wanted to end the series on a sad note, but. She changed her mind and changed it to a happier. Imagine if Painter of the Night ended with Nayam being kidnapped and we don't know what ends up happening. Oh my god. We would all be like slapping our computer for the next three months. 
that actually is so true. <laughs> imagine oh if that happened. Like, imagine if Gundak did that, did that to all of us. We would all be so freaking livid for three months. <laughs> oh, I think she made the right choice. Then, yeah, absolutely. she did. Because it was such a sweet ending. It was so. It really was so. Let's hopeful. let's put a pin on that ending. Don't you feel like when you were reading the ending of C? You feel the music, right? Even though there yes. is no music, you yeah. feel it, right? <laughs> like you can put any background music into that chapter and you just feel the emotion. It's so funny you say that because <laughs> like right after that chapter, I read that chapter, I was on YouTube looking for music. Background box. music. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking for the perfect background music yes. to add to that music box. And it just... You can put any background music, like if you put piano or violin, that's just mm. soft and like a little bit romantic. And it just adds so much more emotion into that wonderful finale of a chapter. It's just so wonderful. The hugs, the, the, the gazes, it's it's so heartwarming like i don't know what it is i don't know what kind of magic gundok has put on all of us it might be some sort of black magic i don't know what it is <laughs> some sort of black magic or something no, so I wonderful i don't know yeah it was so so sweet just the way they were hugging the way like songho this powerful lord knelt yeah. down to a lowborn and just held him like can you imagine what the people around in the village are gossiping 100 percent, they would be gossiping like an an a lowborn person in public hugging mm. a lord my god imagine and for for songha to buy that expensive gift yes i i would bet you People would be talking oh, about God, that yes. night. So Absolutely. many eyes, so many mouths. Everyone would be talking. That's <laughs> that's really like knowing that after that, where the chapters after that moment are going to be really sad. Yeah, makes me wonder what's well. I have my theories, but like what's going to happen right after that. Like, yeah. because we already know that the tailor has already has told people who he is, who Naim is. He's, mm -hmm. you know, the painter and stuff. People are going to be really interested in him. And I mean, we know that about men and his plots, but like just in general, the townspeople are going to be like, you know, why is this boy so special? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, we know that we, we know that um, we know that um, Songho is not the only sex fiend in the town. <laughs> yes. We know that it's also been foreshadowed that there is a man. What's his name again? I forgot his name. The master um, Yoon. Oh, his name is Yoon. Um, who? The one that Jiwa said. And made Songho so furious. Oh, Lord Song, wasn't it? Yes, Lord Song. Remember, it sounds like he's also a sex deviant. <laughs> so yes. imagine if all of these sex deviants finds out that somebody has tamed the deviant Songho. They would be mm. curious, right? The sex yeah. deviants would be curious. <laughs> Who the hell was able to tame this person? <laughs> I would be curious. I don't know about you. I would be curious. <laughs> and especially if news of this event gets back to Songho's father as well. Yes. So, <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see where that goes. So. I mean, um, dad already knows that he's gay. Doesn't want to oh, accept it. <laughs> Doesn't want oh, to accept yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, we totally, I think that's more or less confirmed. He knows and he's like not happy about mm -hmm. it, as we saw in flashbacks from like 
I don't know if we spoke about whether it was com- some type of conversion therapy or shock. Like, I don't know. A little bit of both. <laughs> I, I don't know what that he, what it is that he did. To, like, hopefully we'll find out in this season. But, um, yeah, I mean, he obviously, he does know that he does know that his son's gay. But it's actually confirmed that uh, Songho's brother, Song Wan, is it you call him? That he yeah. is definitely heterosexual. So, uh, I guess he How got off How did we find this out? <laughs> Songho, or sorry, Beyonduk did confirm that one of her, whether it was a live stream or it might have been the Twitter space that she did recently, so she has confirmed that the brother is, is heterosexual. Okay, so, I'm shipping straight. to a different ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they look the same. He just looks younger. Yeah, oh, he's cute. He's he seems, cute. He he's nice. cute. Yeah, he's he he's is... a younger version of Sungha. Oh yeah. This I couldn't I couldn't figure out why they look similar, but somehow, uh, Sungwon looks softer somehow. Yeah, he's and younger. It's... Yeah, he's but younger. it's just the way... it's interesting how. Beyonduk was able to illustrate them in a way that they look the same but they don't. They look the same but isn't that fascinating that these characters Mm. are could look the same but Beyonduk just knows how to make them so different right? Mm. Especially since they sometimes they all cover their hair the way that they do. (laughs) And But she she makes this small distinction to each character that even though they're they have their back turned towards you, I mean, you know, their backs is their backs is facing the other way. Mm. You can know you know who this person is. Mm. That's that's the kind of detail that Yunduk put in her character. So talented, yeah. She is. We still don't know how she looks like, right? <laughs> just her hands, so. her beautiful hands. Her hands are so beautiful. <laughs> I know they're just. She's she's a talented. Well, I'm not. I keep referring to her as she, but I'm not even sure if it was ever if it's ever been confirmed if she's. Because I remember when she. I remember watching one live stream. Oh no, it's not a live stream. It's a interview. It's a was it? I think it is an interview where she did the um, the lesson um, draw yes. of um, what's that Netflix show? Um, Kingdom, the Kingdom mm. show. Yeah. She drew she drew Nayeon and Songho as the Kingdom characters. She had such beautiful hands, and I just automatically assumed that it's a she. Yeah, we don't know if it really is a she. Even I don't think it's been confirmed, but yeah, I just referred to it as. As a, a she as well, but maybe one day we'll and, find out. And knowing, knowing in in Japanese manga, there has been situations where people assume that the mangaka is a female, and it turns out mm. to be a male. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there has been times that mm. happen. I mean, her legs, her foot looks like a female's foot. <laughs> She has this, she, I don't know, like she has this like amazing way of, I mean, I know a lot of artists do, but of like representing the male form in her mm-hmm. artwork. It's like, she's just, it's just fantastic. Like, she's just fantastic in my, in my mind. She's so talented. But um, uh, moving on then. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> but, we, we yeah, straight too far now. <laughs> But um, one thing I thought was quite interesting that was brought up, um, I'm not sure if it was during the Twitter space or if it was during the live stream, but somebody mentioned that apparently in season three, Niam is going to take more of a dominant, well, I say dominant, but he's going to have more of a, like an upper a hand voice? in their relationship. Wow. So whether it's a louder voice, perhaps, or if, I'm not quite sure how that's going to go, but he... Niamh's going to be more 
well, just have the upper hand. He's going to be more in charge, I guess. Or I'm not quite sure. Or maybe what way he that voices works. out his wants, yeah. right? Because we, we saw a little bit of this at Widow. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you said Widow. Um, I thought that we saw a little bit of this at the end, the later part of mm. season two, where you know, he's he started saying no again, and he would voice yeah. out what he. Wants, even though he true. said he w- where he would say it softly, but he would speak out, right? And he, at, remember, these are the times where you're supposed to keep your mouth shut, especially when you're talk talking to a noble. You're not mm. supposed to speak your mind. But there has been times that Nayom would let his mouth loose, mm-hmm. and Nayom would hear yeah. it. I mean, that somehow would hear it, and he's not supposed to do that. And I think there has been signs where this or this has been foreshadowed where he would voice out his concerns or inner mind or whatever. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, he would do this more often now that he is starting to have feet to Songha and he knows that Songha does love him. Remember, I long for you. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still giggle whenever I hear over that. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's gonna be so good. But yeah, it'll be interesting because, as you say, like Nayam did start off quite vocal and opinionated and would speak his mind, but over time, and then with Inhan in his ear, mm-hmm. um, and obviously after. Inhan said what he said about how he was more or less he was just a prostitute and yeah and that he he kind of went into himself and it just I think he just like well if that's all I am that's that's all I'll do and he didn't voice his opinions or feelings anymore and he was very very submissive and obedient and that wasn't really the name that we knew from um, or we fell in love at this season yeah. one, right? Because it was sassy at the start. So it's so good to see his real personality starting to come out towards the um, end of season two. He's he's feeling safe with Song Ho now and he's feeling more able to speak as He's mind. getting back to his old self. Yeah, which is great to see. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays into their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. If what they have is going to be defined how they're going to define their relationship but yeah um for him to be have a little bit more of a dominant role um whereas before he would have just somehow would have took the lead a lot of times so to see now i'm taking the lead and the initiative and mm-hmm. things would be quite interesting to see how that plays out so i'm looking forward to that yeah um but um one thing and you've probably you've probably seen this with the, the announcement of the, the modern day office alternate universe um, stuff is that their ages have been Confirmed. revealed. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's so those... stupid of me. I was about to ask you, what does AU stand for? Because I keep seeing this on the, <laughs> I keep seeing this on Byundok's page. Like, you know, she's promoting the ID cards and I really want to buy those ID cards, oh, yeah. the, the Sungha and the Nayam ID cards. She's been promoting it nonstop, and I really want one mm. because it's the modern Nayam and Sunha. And it would say, you know, AU, AU. I was like, what the hell is AU? And then now you just said alternate yes. universe. And then it could, like, oh my God, it's alternate universe. What the yes. hell? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, so she that's was really exciting for me because I've been so curious about their ages and like it's never been confirmed how old they are. Um yeah. so I always had a feeling that that Nayam was probably late teens, um, and Sung Ho maybe early to mid twenties. But yeah, there's it's been confirmed now there's a four year gap between them and I just for the office AU um Nayam's twenty four and Sung Ho's twenty eight, but they are definitely younger in the main storyline. Uh, that was confirmed, I think, during the Twitter space that the they are younger. So really? 
quite interesting because um she's still she hasn't confirmed like like nailed down an exact age so she's just saying like there's no definitive age in her head so like sung ho's age would vary in her mind between 20 and 24 or 24 and 28 um and she gave no indication of what Naim's age is other than he's young or he is very young so what that what, what... that means you see even for me like when i first started reading painter of the night i really thought that first Naim has to be at least 18 years old hmm. because korean law <laughs> yes korean law yeah. right so he has to be 18 years old because of korean law yeah um so what is the range so my guess was 18 to 22 that was my age for nayam in painter of the night but i also knew that um songho had to be at least five years older than nayam because the way that nayam would always refer to songho with like an older kind of um annotation kind of felt like someone that you would give if that person is like five years older than you it doesn't seem like something that you would give that if that person is like two or three years older than you because mm. that person if it's only two or three years older than you they could be your buddy buddy you know <laughs> but if it's like five years older than you you need to have that sense of um um you have you have to refer to them with the distinction you know so i knew that it had to be at least five years older so if nayam was 20 years old i my guess was songho has to be at least 25 that that was my guess (laughs) but yeah it sounds as though she doesn't still know either (laughs) I I wonder because she said that it's not nailed down in her head, but I wonder, like, I wonder is he is the fact she's not given an age because he's underage? How, like, I don't know. Like, oh, why that's would you a not, good point. Why would you not confirm it otherwise? Like, or even yeah. give an estimation? She's talked about Song Ho's age, but she hasn't. Confirmed she hasn't mentioned that's true just in case for our listeners that is not aware of the korean law the distinction uh or any kinds of um showing or performance or whatever you want to call it of anyone that's under 18 years old is illegal in korea <laughs> mm. so if nayam really was underage then Bindok is breaking a lot of laws right now. <laughs> yeah. So that might be, that is a good point that Heaven's Night is pointing out that if Nayam really is underage, that might be the reason why Bindok does not want to confirm his age. It's a good, yeah. That's a good theory. That's a good but, but my head canon is he's about 18 or 19. Yeah. That's, it's that's the same thing with me. I, I, remember what I said. What I said originally, legally in Korea, he has to be at least eighteen <laughs> years old. Yes, that's how I re- that's how I first stated my guess because of the Korean law. <laughs> yeah, and like I know, I know that Naim drank a lot when he uh, at the beginning of the story, of but and like so that made some people think, oh, he has to be at least eighteen or whatever, but. Not necessarily because it's ancient, ancient Korea. Korea. They're, yeah, they're that's another period, thing. So, so remember, in China older. back then, they used to smoke younger than sixteen. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if in Korea, the same thing. There is no such. There's no such department regulating the age, the drinking age, and yeah. the smoking age at ancient times. Yeah, definitely not. So... There's no such department doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, one other wee 
tip that I came across, which you will be particularly interested in, is, I know um, this is going to. <laughs> is no name and Shiwa is are, are going to now. I don't know what exactly they're going to be, how they're going to be involved in the new in the new series, but apparently there will be more of them together. Uh, what mm-hmm. together means? <laughs> I don't I have know. a theory about this. I I think I talked about this in one of my episodes. I kind of feel at the finale of season two that No Name really doesn't want to have anything to do with this um with this round two of kidnapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seems that Jiwa also 50-50 doesn't want to do it, but other 50, he's being blackmailed <laughs> to do it. So I have a feeling that um, this, the only way that the story will progress is if this two will have a heavy um, involvement in season three, not as kidnappers, but on Nayeon or Songha's side is my guess, hmm. because I, first of all, like I said, uh, Jiwa might be dumb thinking that they can pull off a second heist of a kidnapping, but <laughs> uh, No Name is not that dumb. He he pinned it right on the head. They cannot they cannot do a second kidnapping since the first one. Or they got spoiled. And now that someone knows that it's a jester, a trickster, that mm. ki- that kidnapped Nayom. Well, he didn't say he got kidnapped, but he knows that a trickster is uh, haunting Nayom. Songho will be in full alert for a trickster. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> he will be in full alert for a trickster. So it's not gonna work out. So... No name has a point. He should be on the other side of the pond rather than on this, on the bad side of the pond. And I think Jiwa knows this, but he's being blackmailed by his friend. That's why he's still 50-50. Yeah, I I just, I I don't understand his logic at all. Like, why is he saying... Obviously, he's been coerced or blackmailed in some way, but why is he going along with Min's plan? I, I can't, I can't understand why. Like, what has Min got over him that would force him? I mean, I know he mentioned he's he's scared for his life. Mm-hmm. Does Min claim to be able to protect him or something? I'm not sure, but we're like... not sure either. But it seems like Min has some. Or maybe it's some sort of protection against Sungha. I don't know what it is. We don't know. None of us know. But um, it seems that I would guess that Jiwa is scared of Sungha. And knowing that Sungha is pissed off at him, maybe some sort of protection against Sungha. But then again, Sungha also made it really clear that as long as Jiwa doesn't do anything stupid mm. against Nayom anymore. Yeah. Like he's not gonna do anything to to uh, yeah. Jiwa. So it's just, it makes just no so sense. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's so reckless. What I I don't. I don't well, get it we, either. We all know why Min's doing it, but I don't understand why Jiwa's no, no, no. doing it. We we don't know why Min is doing it. Like for a piece <laughs> of for a piece of ass, it doesn't make sense either. <laughs> Correction, it does not make sense why Min is doing There's so many asses out there. There's so many asses out there. I I think he's just really intrigued. What's so special about this boy? Like I told you, the sex deviants out there, they're interested in who tamed the great Lord Sungha. They're really interested. And I think Min acting the way he is is a foreshadowing of the other deviants that's out there. <laughs> the, the deviants that's like um um haunting Sungho. <laughs> They're gonna come out in this season, maybe. But yeah, it's nice to know that there's gonna be more no name in Jiwa because I was really disappointed because I was really hoping 
for some sexy time in the hot <laughs> in season two. And I never got it. I only got the result. Never got the actual scene. So I'm really happy if this will be true. Because <laughs> I need that hot scene. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll see more of them. Either their flashback or... They'll oh, have I don't want a flashback. <laughs> I want the actual scene you right lying. now. <laughs> I want it right now. Because I can't go back on that night anymore. <laughs> oh, God, I know. That night but has no, already passed. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Because No Name does seem to have, like, seem to care about Shiwa in some way. Because, mm-hmm. like, because he warned the, him. He warned like, him. The fact at the beginning, he caught on to the fact that he he wasn't he wa- didn't feel able to go through with this murder that that's not who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he managed to like use like these tricks and use like really uh, the the language he used to kind of scare and shock Shiwa into yeah. like looking at himself or, like what he's doing. And so if it wasn't if he just went along with it and did the job, then there's no doubt Nayan would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. But he cared enough about Jiwa's mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then later in the in the finale episode, the fact he questioned he questioned a lord, yeah, um, to say, "Are you sure about this? Why are you going through with this?" And I, well, one thing I found really interesting was Min's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. The way he just we've never seen him lose his cool before, ever. Yeah. Even when Sung Ho would have slapped him down and, you know, like, he was bleeding from his lip and he was still smirking. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's so calm and collected usually, but the way he reacted to Nonium, like, questioning the Shiwa, and I'm not sure why, why he reacted that way. It was so like almost out of character a little bit so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what i actually had a theory that's going into my mind but i don't there has been no in, there has been no foreshadowing of it that's why i've never really talked about it in my podcast before but i kind of uh have a feeling that you know like no name is the type of person that he lurks around right like he's a total lurker and he seems to know a lot about this lords and a lot about um how they are, who they are, what they do, what they like. So he's a lurker or a stalker, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> he's a lurker. And I wouldn't be surprised if in season three, if it is true that there's going to be more No Name and Jiwa in the storyline of season three, there might be a backstory. To their history that maybe a long 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 time ago <laughs> no name knew jiwa that's why no name cares for jiwa in a certain way maybe they have a history or some sort maybe jiwa did something to no name that jiwa don't doesn't, doesn't remember, remember. Or just it was so insignificant to him that he doesn't care, doesn't register in his brain. But for no name, since it's such a big thing, it does register in his brain and he owes something to Jiwa and now he's looking out for Jiwa. That's why he did all of those extra steps during the kidnapping. You're right. If it was no name, right? Knowing how smart he is. We we joke around how stupid he is. <laughs> we joke a lot about how stupid No Name is. But come on. When it comes to killing a person, you, you know he's one of the best out there. Like knowing, like one of the servants in the Yoon household, knowing that he was gonna spoil the whole plan, me, uh, No Name acted really quickly and was very smart about leaving no trace behind during that whole assassination. And you're right. If he really wanted Nayim dead, he would have killed Nayim right away rather than putting him in the hut, showing Jiwa Nayim in the hut, and showing the whole tortured scene of Nayim in the hut and making Jiwa change his mind, right? There must be a logic why he did 
all of those extra steps. But we don't know yet. There has been no foreshadowing of why No Name would do all of those extra steps for G1. We don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah. we might get it at season 3 in the No Name Hut. <laughs> this feel like it's definitely more than just a job. Yeah. Have. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, but one kind of positive thing I know we've spoken about oh it's story this because this <laughs> this story should be called pain of the night rather than painter <laughs> of the night because it's so tragic in so many ways but um one one interesting thing that I think came up during I think it was the Twitter space where one user asked beyond duck about the ending to painter yeah. of the night or specifically the bad like is it going to be a bad ending um and i think she responded saying i don't think it's a bad ending so <laughs> i'll take that as meaning it's gonna be a happy ending i hope mm-hmm. so well i mean this is beyond duck's first um first work right so we, i i think I, so. I, I don't think because you could see it being tragic like the way I could see it going that way, but I don't feel like it will. Like with ki- like other stories, like Killing Stalking, for instance, yeah. there was literally there was no way that could ever have a happy <laughs> ending. No that, way, no never. freaking way that story's gonna end in happy. Not so, in a million years. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. So, but with Painter of the Night, I feel it could because there's redemption there. Like for Sungho, who's really trying now. Obviously, he's, he's done some questionable things in the past, but he's really trying to be better for Naim now, and he's made that promise that he's never going to scare him, and he's always going to, you know, protect him and stuff like that. So I feel like, yes, bad things may happen to them during the course of the story, but um, I think in their own way, they will be happy. That's yeah, because for, the, but... the, the biggest problem that they're really... Um... The biggest problem that I see right now, aside from all the craziness of Songha, is society, right? What would society oh, yeah. think? That And that seems to be the main um, plot device that um, Yandak keeps on going around and around and around in this whole series. What does society think? And so, basically, it's the whole homosexuality thing right but there's a lot of ways to be happy in this era even though you're homosexual um first and foremost even though Soho is the oldest son there is a younger son and he is also male and since you already said and she has or Byung-Dak or also confirmed that he is heteros- heterosexual he could be the next um, master of the house. Though I do understand that the eldest son is preferably the master, the next master of the house. But it doesn't mean that it's the end of the line for their household. Mm. He could relinquish his claim to the house and just live a normal life. Maybe that's what's being foreshadowed with all the role-playing. <laughs> maybe, the maybe. Whole, maybe the whole role-playing is just oh, him saying... Maybe the whole role-playing is just him saying, hey, I wouldn't look bad if I was a peasant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, <laughs> I would look good as a peasant. <laughs> That's so funny. I I was really hoping that Beyonduck would release another special chapter, you know, of the the role reversal during this hiatus. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. Um, I think. She's yeah, in, I, I think from from her Twitter feed, I think she's enjoying her vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's enjoying oh. her vacation with all without all of our crazy. Like she's driving us crazy, but she's enjoying her vacation. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Although she is, she's stockpiling episodes at the moment, um, yeah. I believe. So rather than, I'm not sure what way her process normally works, but she's been using this time to 
kind of build the backlog of of episodes. So I think she said she's up to eighty. What did I say? Eighty seven now. So I mean, it's hard, right? If you're dealing with a weekly episode and you only have seven days to fulfill that episode, it's mm. it's nerve wracking. Knowing that you have to work on a season for like what four or five months, my God, nonstop, seven days a week. I, God, no. <laughs> I, I always felt like she was only like a week ahead. Yeah. During season two, because she would sometimes post on Twitter because there was that that um that one of uh, young Niam and crying on Inhan's back. Yeah. She posted and then it oh, was a two week, weeks. A week before, yeah. Yeah, and then it was like maybe two weeks later After, we saw yeah, that in the chapter. And then there was the one that everybody thought that Sung Ho was crying. Yeah. But it was just super horny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was two weeks in advance. So I feel like, and that's why she was working on it. Um, yeah. So I think she was maybe a couple, like about a week or two ahead, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she's well ahead now. So yeah. which, that's good. So hopefully it'll be less stressful for hopefully for this season. So she's eating a lot of cookies and drinking a lot of beer. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's enjoying <Okay>. her time. <laughs> so what's what else is with the spoilers that we have? Right. Well, I think that's pretty much everything that I have managed to find. Um, we will pause the discussion here and we will invite Heaven's Night for another episode next week to discuss the alternate universe spoilers that Byondok has been teasing everyone about. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to follow my social media to be teased about some of the boys' love that I'm interested in. Feel free to leave me a message and converse with me in my Discord channel. I'd love to hear back from you. And please consider supporting the show by donating as little as 99 cents through www.sealedfujoshi.xyz. Also, don't forget to support the author. All the manual details can be found in the description below. If you are interested getting to know and discussing things with Heaven's Night further, I will leave her Instagram handle on my description down below. But just in case you are impatient or you don't want to look, her handle is Heaven's underscore Night. That's her handle in Instagram. Again, thank you so much and I hope to see you next time.